Welcome, you who come in need of healing, you who are confused or have been betrayed. Welcome with your problems and your pain. Welcome to your joys and your wanderings. Welcome your need to hope, your longing for assurance. Instead of answers, here may you find safety for your questions. Instead of promises, may you find community for your struggles. People with hands and hearts to join you in engaging the challenges and changes of our day. These opening words by Maureen Kiloran welcome all those who have gathered this morning for our Sunday service. Welcome to those who have gathered in person here at Essex Church and also to all who are joining us via Zoom from far and wide. We are glad to have you with us this day, whoever you are, however you are, wherever you are, I hope you find some of what you need. If we've not previously met, my name is Patricia Brewerton and I'm a member of this congregation. Today's service is on the theme of cosmic harmony and the theme was chosen by Reverend Stephanie Bisbee, Minister of York and Bradford Unitarians, who is our guest speaker today. It's a bit far for her to travel, so she's pre-recorded a story and a sermon for us. And she also chose the quote on the front of our order of service, which sets the tone for today. It's from Rabindranath Tagore. When our universe is in harmony with man, the eternal, we know it as truth, we feel it as beauty. Let's take a moment before we go any further to settle ourselves, arrive and prepare for worship. We've each chosen to take some time out of the everyday doings of our lives to be here this morning. So let's take a conscious breath. And another. And with each exhalation, let's visualize a letting go, a setting aside of anything we've come in carrying. We can pick it up later if need be. Let us bring our whole selves to the here and now as we consecrate this hour with our presence and intention. Let's light our chalice of aim now as we do each week. This simple ritual connects us in solidarity with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over and reminds us of the proud and historic progressive religious tradition of which we are a part. The chalice is the container, the space where the musicians and the listeners gather. The oil is the fuel, the hours of practice and the life experience of everyone in this room. The wick is the instruments and the vocal cords through which the music will flow, and the flame. The flame 
is the music which is created as if by magic when the instruments are lifted, the breath is inhaled, and the downbeat is nodded. May this flame ignite the music within us all. Let us sing together now. Our first hymn today is number 51 in the Purple Hymn Book, God of Grace and God of Laughter. For those joining via Zoom, the words will be up on the screen to sing along. It's not one we sing often. In fact, our guest preacher, Stephanie, chose it for us. So I'll ask Peter to play it through once before we sing. Please stand or sit as you prefer as we sing God of Grace and God of Laughter. Let's take those joys and concerns into an extended time of prayer. This prayer is based on some words by Jerry Goddard and Tanya Cothran. You might work to, first of all, adjust your position, close your eyes or soften your gaze. There might be a posture that helps you to feel more prayerful. Whatever works for you, do whatever you do to need, need to do to get into the right state of mind and body for us to pray together, to be fully present here and now in this sacred time and space with ourselves, with each other, and with that which is both within and beyond us. Spirit of life. God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. We turn our full attention to you, the light within and without, 
as we tune into the depths of this life and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and stillness at the very center of our being. You who knows the secrets hidden within all hearts, who knows all sorrow and all joy, all hope springing from sources unknown, all pain, all loneliness, all desolation. The one who knows all this and understands and with everlasting love seeks to lead us in each moment towards beauty and harmony. We bring ourselves just as we are into your transforming presence. Teach us once again the ways of loving kindness that we may spread loving kindness from within our souls out into the entire world. Communicate to us once again your peace, that we may spread peace from within our souls out into the entire world. We may feel like strangers, even to ourselves at times. Help us once again to feel your steady patience at work within us, that we may spread patience from within our souls out into the entire world. Teach us to consider how others experience this world we share, to understand how our reality and their reality are different. And yet they share qualities of the same deep desires. Teach us to listen for shared feelings, for places of connection. Teach us to be cautious and open to hearing differences. Teach us to love into brokenness, to give space and patience for healing. Let us be strong in our vulnerability, in our not knowing, in exposing our less than perfect scary bits to those in front of us. Give us courage to face judgment, scorn and hatred because of the greater good. Let us be disciples of essential goodness, strong in our knowing that in each being there is a divine light of the soul. And give us the strength to keep feeling empathy, even when we are tired and broken, for it is then that you are feeling the empathy through us. And in a few moments of shared stillness now, may our hearts speak silently all the prayers of our life, our soul's greatest joys and deepest sorrows, our triumphs and failures, our regrets and fears, our disappointments and losses, our hopes and dreams, our concerns for all those whom we know to be suffering right now. Spirit of life, 
God of all love, at this time of prayer comes to a close, we offer up our joys and concerns, our hopes and fears, our beauty and brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen. We're going to sing together now. Our next hymn is Come and Find the Quiet Center. If you're here in person, it's number 21 in your hymn books, and the words will also be up on your screen to sing along at home. Please feel free to stand or sit as you prefer as we sing Come and Find the Quiet Corner. From the Art of Living by Tignat Han. In Plum Village, we have organised retreats for Israelis and Palestinians. Back in the Middle East, their lives may be a daily struggle to survive. There is always something to do and not a minute to stop. But when they come to Plum Village, we create a peaceful environment for them to rest, stop, sit quietly and come back to themselves. They just sit with us, walk with us, 
and eat with us. They practice deep relaxation. No one is doing anything special, yet it is already a revolution. After only a few days of practice, they feel a lot better. They have space inside, and they are able to sit there and listen to the suffering of the other side with compassion. Many young people on these retreats have told us that it was the first time in their lives that they believed peace was possible in the Middle East. If we want to organise a peace conference, or a conference on the environment, we can do it in the same way. World leaders can come together, not merely to sit around a table and make decisions, but to spend time together as friends and establish a human relationship. When we can listen deeply to each other's suffering and difficulties, and when we can express our insights and ideas using loving speech, then our negotiations will be successful. Once there is understanding, releasing fear and anger becomes possible. We have to organise so there is enough time to live together peacefully, think peacefully and act peacefully during the conference in order to give rise to the kind of insight that our nations need. Peace is not something to hope for in the future. Peace is something that we can be in every moment. If we want peace, we have to be peace. Peace is a practice and not a hope. We say that our leaders can't afford to spend one or two weeks together like this, and yet war and violence are costing us so much money and so many lives. Our political leaders need the help of spiritual leaders to address these global problems. They have to work hand in hand. True peace work requires a spiritual dimension, the practice of peace. We are moving into time of meditation now. And to take us into that time of meditation, I'm going to share a short poem Music Master by Rumi. This will take us into a few minutes of shared silence, which will end with the sound of a bell. Then we'll hear some soothing music from Peter. So once again, let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable. Adjust your position if you need to. Put your feet flat on the floor and steady yourself. Close your eyes. As we always say, the words and music are an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way. You that love lovers, this is your home. Welcome in the midst of making form. Love made this form that melts form with love for the door. So the vestibule. Watch the dust grains moving in the light near the window. Their dance is our dance. We rarely hear the inward music, but we're all dancing to it nevertheless, directed by the one who teaches us the pure joy of the sun, our music master.
Hello. For those who don't know me, I'm Stephanie Bisbee. I live in South Yorkshire and I'm half-time minister with York Unitarians and I also support Bradford Unitarians around quarter time. It's probably not entirely chance that I've ended up working with two congregations which are very musical. St Saviour Gate Chapel, the home of York Unitarians, is well known in the city for its early music, late music and Friday lunchtime concerts. We have some wonderful Sunday musicians, and our congregation includes Andrew Hill, the former minister of Edinburgh Unitarian Chapel, who is responsible for the lyrics of a huge number of the hymns we sing together on Sundays. And Bradford Unitarians for many years benefited from the musical contributions of David Dawson, who was responsible for a fair proportion of the arrangements and original hymn tunes in our hymn books, including the tune we use for God of Grace and God of Laughter whose beautiful words by Carl Dorr draw out the connection between music and wider creation, and talk of God singing worlds from naught to be, and of the cosmic harmony of the universe. I was about twenty years old the first time I walked through the doors of a Unitarian building, and I wasn't there for worship. At least, I didn't think I was. The building was Gold Screen Unitarians, and I was there to see a friend perform as part of an evening of music and poetry. At the time I was part way through a degree in English Literature at Trinity College, Oxford. I was drawn in especially by the idea of hearing new or new to me poetry. But I'd also been playing the piano, admittedly with more enthusiasm than skill, since the age of five, and I was keen to see what musical delights they had in store for us. I soon came to love these evenings and to feel an extraordinary sense of peace every time I walked into that beautiful space with its inspiring Ivor Hitchens mural. Among the poets I was introduced to at Golders Green were Ravindranath Tagore and Jalaluddin Rumi, both poets I hadn't encountered at college, since our three-year romp through literature, from Chaucer and Spencer to Eliot and Plath, didn't include any literature in translation. Well, unless you count translating Beowulf from the Anglo-Saxon. Through Tagore, Rumi and others, I began to understand something of the drive that lay behind my love of words and music. Next to the word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. Those are, perhaps surprisingly, the words of Martin Luther. Yes, the grumpy guy who's principally famous for nailing 95 points of order to a church door. I like to think that if he'd lived now, he'd have been blasting the internet with his manifesto. When Luther said the word of God, I guess he meant the Bible. Though for those of us who'd use that phrase at all nowadays, we might well mean something quite different. For Unitarians, God, or the divine, or simply all that is best in us, did not speak just once in a single book of divine revelation. Although I doubt many thinking people of other faiths really continue to believe that either, if they're completely honest. But certainly I, as a Unitarian, hear the word of God, or the voice of the Spirit, or my higher self, or whatever else it is that speaks to me, in the morning paper, and the evening news, in poetry, and popular fiction, and, yes, and very much, in song. The freedom songs are playing a strong and vital role in our struggle, said the other Martin Luther, one greatly revered by Unitarians, Martin Luther King Jr. 
The songs give the people new courage and a sense of unity. I think they keep alive a faith, a radiant hope in the future, particularly in our most trying hours. These words of Martin Luther King Jr. remind us that sometimes what music says is truer than the truths we can manage to harness into language. When our universe is in harmony with man, the eternal, Tagore wrote, we know it as truth, we feel it as beauty. That's not a million miles from the sentiments of the romantic poets I was so enjoying studying at the time I first walked through the doors of Golders Green. Keats, in his Ode on a Grecian Urn, teased his readers with an equation you won't find in any maths book. Beauty is truth, truth beauty. And Keats's poem suggests that this equation is just as fundamental to life as two plus two is to maths. That is all you know on earth and all you need to know. The mathematician and musician Pythagoras, yes, the triangle guy, is generally credited with making the connection between the patterns of the heavens and the musical patterns which are so pleasing to the human ear. There is geometry, he wrote, in the humming of the strings. There is music in the spacing of the spheres. And there, in those words of Pythagoras, we have the connection between music and celestial harmony, which is built into the bedrock of so many faiths in so many ways. The cellist Jacqueline Dupre described a similar feeling. I love the physical thing of being on the earth that bore you. I have the same feeling when I walk in a very beautiful place that I have when I play and it goes right. That connection between the universe, the earth and our own flow may be hard to articulate, but it is undeniable. There is a Buddhist story of a young martial arts student being tutored by a famous master. One day the master was watching a practice session in the courtyard. He realised that the young man was being distracted by the presence of the other students. Instead of focusing on his own form, the youngster was desperately trying to impress, and in the process making himself clumsy and self-conscious. The master went over to him, and the young man expressed his frustration, whereupon the master responded, before you can master technique, you must understand harmony. Come with me, and I will explain. The master led him into the woods to a stream, where he told the young man to watch how the water flowed around the rocks. Be like the water, the master said, and you will know what harmony is. The young man watched the water for a while, and then returned to his practice, this time with his focus firmly on his own actions and sure enough, he soon found his flow. Rumi writes, We rarely hear the inward music, but we're all dancing to it nevertheless, directed by the one who teaches us, the pure joy of the sun, our music master. It's that cosmic song again, the harmony of the planets and the stars, the pure joy of creation, so complex and perfect, that it sometimes seems impossible not to imagine someone behind it, a music master, a power, singing worlds from naught to be, calling us to become instruments of peace. Looking at the world around us, can we really doubt the words of Thich Han? We have to organise, 
so there is enough time to live together peacefully, think peacefully and act peacefully. Peace is not something to hope for in the future. Peace is something that we can be in every moment. If we want peace, we have to be peace. Peace is a practice and not a hope. Our political leaders need the help of spiritual leaders to address these global problems. They have to work hand in hand. True peace work requires a spiritual dimension, the practice of peace. Only when our leaders begin to find a connection with their own and each other's humanity. Only when they begin to operate, not from greed or fear, but from a sense of the pattern underlying all life and action, will nations and races be able to live and work together in true cosmic harmony. So this coronation weekend, as always, may we find new ways of seeing and of living, which bring us ever closer to the eternal which we know as truth and feel as beauty. In the name of love, may it be so. Blessed be and Amen. Hundred and eight in the purple hymn book when our heart is in a holy place the words will be up on the screen as usual so please do sing along <laughs>
thanks so much to Stephanie, our guest preacher today. Thanks to Ramona for tech hosting and Maria for co-hosting and Hannah for problem solving. <laughs> thanks to Peter and the quartet for the lovely music. For those of you who are here in person, Juliet's already gone out to start making the coffee. Thanks, Juliet. Thanks to Liz for greeting today. There'll be virtual coffee on Zoom with Maria, so do hang around for a chat. We have very small group activities for you to meet up during the week. There are still places left for heart and soul, contemplative spiritual gatherings, online Sundays and Friday evenings at 7 p.m. Whilst Jane's away, there are guest leaders. Charlotte Chanteloupe is leading that tonight on Dreams, and Alex Bryanson is going to lead it next Friday on Colour. And you can find their emails to sign up in the Friday email if you want to join Heart and Soul. Our next service next Sunday will be hybrid again, be led by Sarah Tinker. Details of all our events are on the back of the order of service and also in the Friday email. And please save the date for the Congregational AGM, which will be after the service on the 21st of May. And I'll be sending around the annual report later today to those signed up members. The congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings, and we encourage you to keep in touch, look out for each other, and do what you can to nurture supportive connections. I think that's everything. Just time for our closing words and music now. Can I just add one little bit to what's going on? I don't know exact details, but Veronica's funeral is going to happen this coming Thursday. And probably most people know, but I just want to remind everybody that if you're more clever with the internet and everything else than I am, you will find out exactly where to be, when to be. Um, it's, I think it's either in the cemetery up the river, up high road, uh, two o'clock, I believe, but make sure. Just those of us. Thank you. As we listen to the blessing of music, may we know this ending as more than a time of goodbye. May the warmth of this community and the memory of our chalice flame sustain our hearts and encourage our minds as we engage the blessings of life's challenges and joy. The service has ended. Your service has begun. Go in peace, go in joy, go in love. Amen.